And it looks like we're live and ready to go. All right, what's going on, everyone? And how the heck are you all doing tonight? Welcome to the best damn Xbox podcast on Sunday nights, the Xbox Roundtable. This is episode number 171. Grab a cold one and find a comfy seat because we've got a lot of Xbox news to cover tonight. This past week, Xbox announced a brand new headset. As well, Xbox uh, showing off the brand new frame rate boost coming to backwards compatible titles, along with a few other things making the rounds of the past week. However, first, let me introduce everyone on the panel tonight, starting with our featured guest for the evening, a well-known content creator and personal friend, host of the next podcast. Please welcome Xbox, Xbox 448. How are you doing, man? What's going on, people? Guys, it has been such a long time since I've been able to hang out with you guys in TXR. Uh, you know, you West Coast brethren, brethren, except for Tim, except for my brother Tim, but you, you West Coast guys, you know, <laughs> you're you're always lagging behind in, in terms of time and stuff like that. But, yo, I, I am really, really excited. It's been a long time coming, uh, you know, and I, I can't wait to get into this, man. Nice. Yeah, Xbox, totally, totally. And don't worry, you're not alone. I'm a fellow uh, East Coaster. Well, not exactly on the East Coast, but uh, East Side anyways of the continent. So uh, you're in good company. All right. <laughs> on to the uh, TXR main crew. And uh, we got Tim Dog. Hey, how you doing, you crazy fella? <laughs> good. Happy uh, to be here. Happy that Xbox here. I've done a ton of podcasts with the guy. He's awesome and um, going to be a fun show. Like old times, we uh, even pre-show was fun. Just you know, shooting the, shooting the, shooting the crap. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Totally, totally, guys. Uh, moving on here, uh, Shockley, buddy. Yeah, uh, what you been up to? Not much. Just been uh, playing my OG Xbox, getting that all. Get my. Oh, I've been working on my 360 and my OG Xbox, getting those fully out modded out. But it's been interesting week. Uh, Oh yeah, they the uh, they did announce that new Super Bowl girl uh, Super Girl casting. That was funny. Uh, watching a lot of people cry about <laughs> about uh, at least the character. DC's always been you know second rate to me anyway. So I only care about Batman. He's my favorite, uh, even over any Marvel character. But that's about it. Uh, but it that's just like people are really just losing their mind over that. I'm like, you already have the Super Girl show. It's like it's it's gonna be okay. It's mm. it's gonna be. <laughs> It's the same thing with the Fantastic when they uh, had what uh, Sue Storm as Jessica Alba and people like got upset about it. It's like, are you losing sleep over Sue Storm? Really? It's like, yeah. the, okay. Well, but I wonder if the uh, the Jennifer who would Lawrence. complain about Jessica Alba though? Um, <laughs> I, I, well, um, and Dean Cain was part Japanese, and no one said anything about that. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, I always knew there was something about. No, I'm just playing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good stuff, Shockley. Uh, Moving on, Centurion. Hey, what's new, birthday boy? Oh, not much, man. I'm just trying to cook up a deal with Fiberware on how to get out a line of cookware for some of these consoles because I hear they get real hot. In the middle of the game chat, I was laughing when Xbox was... Xbox was talking about how hot the console was venting, and I just thought it'd be funny to... uh, 
actually create a GIF like that, but well, that was an well, ADD it would thought. be perfect on the Series S because you know that dark circle right there. It just screams, "Hey, put a pan, put a pan right here, <laughs> and cook a couple <laughs> eggs while you're gaming." Yo, no problem. Throw some. I was always thought it would be fun to have like the little popcorn dome on top of it. Oh wow! You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you should put a little bu- comic bubble next to it, like it's a speaker. Oh God. Oh, man. But no, uh, I've actually been able to get some gaming in in between working way too much. Uh, but I was able to finally start uh, really grinding out Werewolf the Apocalypse. Um, good game. I definitely wouldn't say that it's trashed. I've heard a lot of people say it lacked in the graphics department, definitely. But it's uh, definitely a good enough game to keep going. And also, uh, it's nice to actually uh, see yet another game that's hitting uh, 60 FPS, which seems to be a, a big thing right now. Which one was that? Uh, where um, Werewolf the Apocalypse. Oh, okay. Yeah, the I, it basically is just pretty much I don't want to hack and slash totally as Werewolf, and uh, yeah, it's sixty frames a second from what I could see. I went and checked everything on my computer, and uh, I've been having fun playing it. I don't got no complaints. Um, definitely wouldn't say it's the the greatest thing graphically, but it's a decent enough game to uh, pick it up. But I would have to agree with uh, popular opinion that this game probably will appear in Game Pass. Mm, yeah, it does seem like that kind of a title. Uh, interesting, but uh, yeah, I've heard that there's uh, a kind of a, f- a few downsides to it. Because uh, it was one of those titles I was keeping an eye on, but uh, I don't know. I-, I didn't pull the trigger on it because, you know, for certain reasons. And uh, well, let's see what happens when it's on sale. Um, and of course, guys, this is Invader, and I've been playing a lot of Spyro Reignited Trilogy lately the past month, and I gotta admit, never played Spyro before, and I am loving every minute of it. They, uh, Toys for Bob did a really good job on the remakes. Dang, I'm just, I'm kind of hooked. I miss my platforming games. Um, moving along here, guys, and just a reminder to all of our friends listening in that you can find this show on a wide variety of audio platforms from Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and many more. Just search for the TXR Podcast, and you should see us all pop up. Okay, guys, let's move straight forward into all the big news. And earlier this week... Big news! Lots of big news, my friend. Uh, Yes, sir. Xbox announced their brand new wireless headset. And it's set to come out March 16th, and it costs $99 US. And it's said to deliver, and I quote, the best in-class audio and chat performance, amongst other things. And it seems to be pretty popular considering pre-orders are selling out already for this new piece of hardware. In fact, I'm one of those pre-orders. But enough about me. Let's hear about what the panel thinks about it, this announcement. Xbox, buddy, you know what? I will uh, get your opinion on this. What do you think about these new wireless headphones at first gl- uh, <clears throat> at first glance? Um. Well, I... I... You know, I, I saw that like Twitter was was kind of going crazy with, with like a headset thing going on. I was at work, you know, um, I have a tendency to try to stay off my phone, but my phone was just like vibrating in, in you know, in my pocket. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? So as soon as I got home, I, I realized that, you know, uh, Xbox came out with a, you know, a headset. And I was like, well, what is the big deal? And then I watched Brad Sam's video on it, which, you know, showed kind of like the unveiling, the... Uh, of it and uh hearing what he said how it how it kind of like um it supports uh 
all the different kind of like ranges of audio, uh, you know, um, it, how it natively connects to the Xbox and how, of course, you can use it with all other devices. And then you look at the price point. It's like $99.99. Now, you know, they're saying the best, you know, audio performance and stuff like that. But nobody is going to come out with a new product and say, well, this is, you know, it's okay. You know, this is mid-range performance. Like, so, I, you know, I, I still want to see exactly um, kind of like what it's like when it, when it does come out. You know, it you know, gets in people's hands and stuff. But there were, there were certain aspects, you know, lifting up the mic and, and that automatically mutes you. Uh, I, I know that would be good for me when playing multiplayer. Um, I, I believe, I believe, guys, correct me if I'm wrong. You have volume controls on, like one on each ear, and yeah. one will one will control the game volume, and the other one will control the party volume. Dude, that is absolutely phenomenal. I don't know how many times, like one one of the things I would hate is trying to go in and adjust between like the the game volume and then the um and then the party mm -hmm. chat and trying to get that perfect but now all you have to do is just you know kind of like you know turn these dials and, and adjust them you know each separately and get it to the you know exactly what you want to hear i think that is awesome uh mm -hmm. usb c charging as well i mean we got to we got to mention that you know usb c yeah, uh that that is a quick charging feature. I believe on a full charge you get like 15 hours. Mm -hmm. 15 hours on a headset. That is ridiculous. Uh and, and again, all for $99. I think it really encompasses Ed, Xbox's idea of kind of like everybody included. You know, uh it 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 really shows kind of like where they're going for the future of peripherals. They're going to have all the bells and whistles but you're not going to spend an arm and a leg for it because if you look around, I mean, Steel Series, it's it's like fifty dollars more, and I don't think uh, I don't think it has all the features that that these have. But then you go into the higher like Astros, and you're looking at like two hundred and fifty dollars. But this one, ninety nine dollars, you can use it on your Xbox Plus. You can also use it on other devices, your phone, whatever you know, whatever you want to use it with. I, I think it's a great deal. I think they look cool. Um, I didn't pre-order though. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I pre-ordered today. Oh, you pre-ordered me one, Tim? That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much, bro. Yeah. Maybe if I win the lotto. Yeah. Well, or if, maybe hold on. I... Hold on. Well, actually, no. I, I would be grateful. I'd be like, Tim, you're gonna win the lotto and then send me a hundred dollar headset. Uh, <laughs> but, but Tim, no, I, I, I would appreciate that. You know, I'm, I'm rooting for you now, man. Winning numbers. <laughs> Yeah. Play, I'll play four, four, eight. There you go. There, yeah, you're you're gonna win. You're gonna win hands down I'll now. Pick. I'm gonna play pick four, 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 eight. I think zero, four, four, eight. You can pick. Nice. Uh, yeah. Well, guys, I was in the market for uh, a new uh, wireless headset for the Xbox. Um, I was thinking about picking uh, them up. Well, one up in the next couple of months, and lo and behold, uh, Xbox out of nowhere announces this new headset. And I got to admit, you know, it's a nice price range uh, for me. Uh, again, I live in Canada, so the price is a little bit different. I pay a little more, but otherwise, I mean, for the features that you're getting, it's uh, very competitive at that price point for the mm -hmm. features like uh, noise canceling, the Bluetooth, and I don't know, like it has a 
it looks decent for what it is. It has a nice slick look to it. Um, and yeah, just the audio features sound very good. So I, 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 I pre-ordered that. It, it was uh, sold out for a little bit, but then I was able to pre-order at EB Games. So I was like, all yeah. right, score. You, you know, at first, I will say, at first I thought the the um, the ear cups looked a little bulky. But when mm -hmm. they, they talked about the volume control, mm -hmm. I, I that, that kind of sealed the deal for me because... Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know if you guys are like me, but anytime there's a headset, I'm not a big headset guy either. I, I like blaring my game like across the TV speakers, soundbar, stuff like that. I, I'm annoying that way, right? But when I do have a headset on, going for the volume, and it's usually some little piece over here and over there, and like um you know, having it just right there and at the like the size of, of the cups themselves and just having it that easy. And I'm I'm using hand motions right now. You guys can't see me, of course, but I'm I'm literally I look like I'm going crazy right now. But to have the volumes on each side that big, that simple, and and again, um having the headset realize what is the party. And dealing with that volume and then what is the game and dealing with that volume with two separate kind of like volume knobs that that's incredible to me yeah well one of the things that um uh is uh really big is the Dolby atmos and the uh you know if i think uh the the support for dolby um it, it also supports sonic um, and you know, PlayStation, they're not adapting any of the Atmos. They're just going singular with their, their, um, Tempest engine solution. Um, but if I were them, I would just, audio. yeah, I would just use Atmos as well because Atmos really is something people are beginning to recognize. And, um, the fact that it's, it's registered or it's blocked out that, that, that for that, which is basically done at the, the Xbox level, but, um, yeah, I mean, from what I heard, the, uh, I know people who have it, um, they say for a hundred dollars, you're going to feel like it's a lot of quality. Is that just um, their version? Uh, what Sony has on their side or is there something? Yeah, they have Atmos? a version of, yeah, okay. they, they, theirs is like 12 hours. Um, like, well, I mean uh, like their 3d audio, like, is there something? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember Sony asked yeah. for a, a picture of okay. your ear guys? Come on, man. Yeah. And then he said something erroneous about, uh, Dolby digital about something. And then Dolby digital came back and they, uh, they, they corrected him. Um, but basically they're all the same. They're all the same thing, a little different here or there, but I think it's easy to say that Atmos is definitely the most recognizable because, you know, you're seeing it in Netflix and you're seeing it all over the place with sound bars. Um, and people just, you know, uh, I mean, I like, I like Atmos to Sonic, uh, you know, I haven't tried the, uh, Tempest engine one, but, um, yeah, but like I said, so that's a big quality, uh, uh, you know, as well as USB-C, like you said, the toggles that, you know, that was something that they were going to originally do with the surface, headphones and they were supposed to be like 300 um but yeah. they were definitely uh, <laughs> a lot more probably quality but um you know but they they had that that twist to the dial i think that's going to be huge and um one thing about the 360 uh you know that that generation i always remember that the you remember they had that little ear thing and people loved it 
Uh, the Bluetooth. Oh, the Bluetooth. The yeah. Bluetooth connected uh, earpiece. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. They seem to have. They've always had that. And then for whatever reason, Xbox really had a. They had a crappy. Uh, uh, you know, uh, that that headset, the one that came, was really cheap. Um, it was cheap, but, but it was a step up above the one that came with the 360. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, but this one now, and it's sold separately, and I rather that that way. Uh, you know, look, the Elite is 150. You know the quality that you're getting with that. Uh, 178 with the Elite 2. So you could you could use, you know, they, they like to give you a little extra quality. So I think anybody for $100, this is an absolute steal. Um, you know, I just think that this is going to be a generation where a lot of people buy this. It's going to be something like when, you know, if you don't have it now, you're going to get it at Christmas. I think that uh, a lot of people are going to enjoy it. And like uh, uh, you guys were mentioning too, the Bluetooth is huge too. I heard that you can take phone calls and play the game at the same time or yep. you could uh, stop it or somehow I guess it notice, notice when the phone call comes in. Like I don't know if it prioritizes it or pauses the game, whatever the case is. Uh, they said something. I want to see. This is when it's in the wild. We'll see all these questions answered. Um, but yeah, from what I'm hearing from people that that have it, this is a uh, another thing good for Xbox. You know, they just seem to be doing the right thing these days, and it's gonna be well. And you know, Tim, like you, when you're talking about the price point, uh, again, I, I I pulled out a couple because you know people talk about the Steel Series, and of course people talk about Astros. Yeah. Uh, this is coming in price-wise below both of those you know so it's um it's doable for a lot of different kind of like gaming demographics you know in terms of their wallet size or whatnot like uh you know uh people that are on the kind of like lower end really don't have a lot of money to spend or anything like that they can look at this and this is like a, a reachable goal if they want a new headset it, um it's a reachable goal, like say, you know, put, you know, a little bit of money away here, a little bit of money away there. And as you go up that ladder, um, it still has all the features that you would want in a headset. It's, it's wireless. Um, the, the, the charge, the, the, the battery life is, I, I think it's phenomenal. Uh, everything all together, man. It's just, it, it sounds like it's, it's quality. Now we just got to, we got to see how it actually performs. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, once it hits, you know, goes out there in the wild, gamers are using it. What is going to be the feedback? Uh, I, I think it's going to be good, man. Like, I, I don't, I don't see them messing around with this. Audio is a big part of gaming, especially people who are uh, headset enthusiasts. You know, they mm -hmm. they want to hear every little creak, every little crackle. Everything that's going on in the game, they want to make sure they hear it and they hear it clearly. So, um, I, I I think they're going to knock it out the park with this too. A hundred percent. I like, uh, you know, I want to hear what uh, Centurion and Shock have to say. But uh, this is uh, looks like a home run. It looks like it looks like it's as good as advertised. And um, I can't wait to get my hands on them. I'll definitely have a review on Twitter up. I'll tweet about it. Um, you know, I'm excited. You know, I, I like that it's Xbox branded too. Like that, like I just, I like stuff like that. I always like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, really looking forward. I just uh, got the confirmation too a little bit while ago that it's going to be shipped to the 16th. Mm -hmm. Nice. And uh, guys, just to let you know, all you guys, all you guys know me. 
you know what you got into when you invited me on this show. I will talk your ear off, people. So you got <laughs> you guys got to jump in and and you know keep keep your thoughts in here as well. Otherwise, you know, it, it's it's an Italian thing. You know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> You hyped up. It's cool. <laughs> hey, man, we love the hype. We love the energy, of course. Uh, everybody, know, everybody knows that it's a party when Xbox uh, joins a group. So, uh, hey, man, we welcome it. Uh, but you know, you're right. Uh, Centurion Pal, uh, what do you think of these uh, headsets? Well, I've been quiet because um, just a few months ago, um, I bought myself the Steel Series 7X um, Xbox Edition ones. And I will definitely say I went back and looked at the new headphones from Xbox and for the money that you're paying, yes, it's a great value, but I'm still happy with my purchase in the seven X's. Um, I could see the, like the value that at least that they would be preaching over that headset. Um, but that's where I can't, that's why I've been silent because I mean, it's, it's a hundred dollar headset. I think it's really cool. Um, I bought another hundred dollar headset that had, almost the same features as this one from a different brand and i was completely unimpressed uh compared to xbox is giving you a lot of quality um yes definitely this headset is going to knock it out of the park um like tim dog said um maybe if anything was to ever happen with a headset i would actually think about picking these up as like a backup pair i don't know um, but I'm definitely going to, I'm in the also same ballpark as Xbox is I'm going to sit back and see, um, what the reviews say and what the people kind of have to say once it's out in the wild, um, purely because, uh, as the mention of the last headset from Xbox, you know, that nice plastic one that snapped on you after having it for only a few months that happened to me. And so that is why I forgive me. I was tainted by buying Xbox headsets which is why um, I first started with uh, a Turtle Beach headset, but again, they were made of plastic, uh, which is Are why I'm talking I about the ones series. that came out uh, like early in the Xbox One generation. Yes, those I, I had I had those two, and yes, um, the 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 plastic that goes around the top of the head. Yeah, that that that. Broke yeah, and that and that's where ever since it snapped on me like that. Um, I remember the next headset I got was a Hypercloud X series, uh, that had a steel frame and, um, I went wireless for the first time with turtle beach. And that's when I found out steel series had a steel frame and I had my turtle beaches for a while. So I decided to upgrade to the steel series. And the one thing that interested me was that the headphones had a steel frame. I don't know what the headphones Xbox cooked up are made of yet. Um, has anybody heard anything on how uh, they're from? And see, that's funny. It's funny that you ask that because I showed my 17 year old. I, I showed my son, um, kind of like the the trailer for the headset, and he's like, "Yeah, it looks really cool." He's like, "The only thing is, it looks like it's all plastic." And he is a HyperX fan, and um, I gotta say, I I really like HyperX as well. But I don't, I don't think they've come out with a wireless headset yet. Like for some rhyme or reason, unless I'm, I'm wrong. Uh, HyperX, I, I don't know. They don't believe in wireless or, or no. something like that. So now, you know. one thing I could say to play devil's advocate for Steel Series Two is because of the dongle. Now, like, oh my God, when you hear dongle, um, I actually used uh, the Turtle Beach. Uh, oh my God, I think they're like the the 100s. They're not the the wire not. 
they have two wireless headsets. I didn't get the nice ones with Bluetooth. I didn't need Bluetooth because I have my own headset for Bluetooth on my phone. Um, anyways, this headset would link to the Xbox using the Xbox, you know, how the controller links to it. Like this headset would actually turn the Xbox on. It was pretty cool. Um, but when I got the Steel Series and used the dongle, I actually noticed that the latency between the headset was totally different. Uh, things got to the headset quicker on the Steel Series, and the headset itself would connect to the Xbox a lot quicker than using uh, the X the Xbox whatever they're using for their wireless side of things. Hmm. Right. Right. Um, all right. Uh, Shockley, buddy. Uh, I don't know if you're in the market for a new um, headset or anything like that. Uh, what strikes you about the, this new Xbox uh, wireless headset? Yeah, I'll, pr I'll probably give it a month or so just to see kind of what the more in-depth reviews. Um, so I, I can kind of wait on that. I do have a pair of Astros, so I'm kind of set there. So, <laughs> but I might. I'm interested in picking these up since the with the whole phone call because uh, a lot of times some of my gaming buddies are uh, more so on PC. And a lot of times they'll use like Discord. So like a lot of times I can use that easily with my phone if I'm like in the living room. I can still be chatting with them while I'm, you know, playing the Xbox in the opposite room. So, um, unless there's a Discord app that you can use, is on this Xbox, why I can I never find so. Shockley online whenever I'm like searching <laughs> for somebody to game with? Well, I'll be like on the Xbox. I just might be on the Discord. Like, well, yeah, it app, shows you're yeah. on, but it shows you're like doing. It shows that little symbol like you're doing oh, something okay. other than game on your Xbox or whatever. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, that could be it. But yeah, that, that seems like a cool feature that, you know, you might not have thought of initially. Like, because I saw people posting about that with, with their phone. I didn't quite understand what they were saying as far as like, oh, that's a great feature. But then when you start to think about it, like, oh, it just easily connects that way. So that, uh, it oh. sounds like a pretty good deal for 100 bucks, you know, from what I'm hearing. So I might check that out after I see some reviews. So. Yo, shout out to Mr. Kima in the chat real quick. Now, shout out to the chat in general. You guys are absolutely amazing. But uh, mm -hmm. Mr. Kima did bring up, uh, you know, because Xbox, they have that that peripheral app where you can adjust things. You know, you can adjust your controllers, stuff like that. But this is going to be a part of that as well. Like the the equalizer, the sound equalizers, you know, if you want to. Yeah, find that, that was my squirrel right there. The shiny object in the room. When I saw that equalizer, pop, I was like, oh, whoa, now that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and did you see how like you could boost the bass up like 12 points? Like it's, it's interacted with the, uh, for the headset, it's interactive. Um, you know, you have the equalizer and you have, it's, it has an app. The headset and one of the things i saw that i liked was you could like really pump up the bass if you'd like see see yo tim's tim dog's a man at after my own heart man he he's gotta be <laughs> he, he yo growing up he had to have one of those cars with the 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 bass yeah. box in the, oh, in I love the trunk it. yeah you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> i i honestly you saw when i first got my first system i i, I remember i brought it to a guy and the guy's like how do you listen to that He's like, you can't hear it. I was because like, it was all bass. You know, I just <laughs> I, it was like on ten. It was all you can, bass. You can feel you can feel Tim Dog driving up three blocks away. No problem. <laughs> it starts start shaking. Everything starts shaking. I had a box. Nice. 
Now, guys, Xbox were kind of sneaky here because a couple of months ago they had uh, an Xbox uh, Series X trailer uh, or commercial, and lo and behold, they had a guy wearing those headsets and nobody noticed. <laughs> yeah, they're playing that, that game with us. Now, that's two times, if you remember. The other time was freaking Phil had the uh, interview. The yeah, Phil had the 360, and you know, I mean, the uh, Xbox Series S in the background in the shelf. And you know that it, that was, I believe, his plan. I think he talked about it. Uh, it was his plan, and um, uh, it was his plan, and they were freaking out about it. Like, they were nervous. Like, people were like, you know. But uh, that little stuff, like the Easter egg stuff, uh, I find pretty cool, though. They got us twice, man. So you better, you know, next thing that they was do. Was it a third time? Was any pointing at the uh... – the Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. What was yeah. That? what was that? That was the third. Yeah, what Todd was Howard. that? That was with Todd when Howard. he was pointing down. What was he pointing at? Oh, Todd Howard had a little thing on his shelf. I think it's like a replica piece from Indiana Jones. Uh, so three. Phil test. got us three times. He's pointing man. at it and like, hey, like here, and then you see Todd Howard's like looking at like. Laughing he looks mad. <laughs> He's like, oh, he's pointing at yo. Tim, with you bringing that up, I, I just want to give a shout out to the community, all the people that stuck with me when I tried to let people know there was a cheaper version, a Series S coming out. Because, yo, Tim, I know you remember, like, yo, out there on social media when we said that, yeah, no, they're going to come out with two kind of like new Xboxes and stuff. So many mm -hmm. people are like, no, no, they're not going to do that. Oh, no, they're not going to do that. Oh, why would they bring bring out that? Well, and it's like, well, price point, you know what I'm saying? Entry level price point, uh, they're, they're going to attract a lot more gamers that wouldn't necessarily adopt on a brand new system if it's $500. But $300, you know, trading in your Xbox One that you have now and, and stuff like that. But shout out to everybody who stuck mm -hmm. by me because, like, I, I stuck to my guns. I knew that sucker was coming out. And, you know, for anybody who who kind of fell for the, oh, they'll never do that, I, I feel bad for you guys because uh, the proof is actually sitting right in front of me right now, the Series <laughs> S. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally, guys, totally. Well, either way, I'm looking forward to these headphones. I Again, I was in the market for them, and it just, again, it, it makes a lot of sense that Xbox would uh, upgrade on their accessories front. And I'm looking forward to this. It comes, it's kind of a nice uh, treat for me. My birthday's kind of around there. So it's a, a birthday treat, if you will. And yeah, I, if you're in the chat, if you guys have already pre-ordered it or plan on uh, taking a look at, let me know in the chat. Um, but you know what, guys, we will uh, move on from the headphones. And you know what? The headphones weren't the only news coming from the Xbox camp this past week. And earlier, Microsoft revealed the brand new frames per second boost technology. It's a system that allows Xbox One games to run at two times or more on Xbox Series consoles. Uh, they gave us a few examples of these titles getting boosts. There's the new Super Lucky's Tale, Watch Dogs 2, Sniper Elite 4... Far Cry 4 and UFC 4, all seeing big improvements across the board. And looking around the panel now, Tim, I've seen, I know you've been pretty active of this news over social media. What do you think of these boosts coming to these older titles? Well, you know, listen, we all knew this was in the works. Um, I think that they uh, are stumbling across 
more than that they thought they were getting in the beginning. I think that they kind of figured something out. And uh, I think Jason Ronald talks about it on Colt Eastwood's interview with him, um, how they, you know, uh, kind of speed up the clock of the game, the inner clock. Very interesting stuff. Um uh, so it, I, listen, I knew it was coming for uh, the, so it wasn't that huge of a surprise. I was actually teasing it, but, um, what I took from it was, uh, obviously I think, I just think Xbox has now started to get its due. Um, usually like when something like this would come out, you get some like a real weird negativity backlash or they would say no games or, uh, you know, just like people would just be like kind of you know, trying to attack Microsoft or had snide comments. But with this, I noticed the games weren't that great that they picked. Um, and that was just because they're just picking up other ones. They're going to be adding games every two weeks, every Tuesday, I believe. Um, so uh, it's going to be interesting. But the, the reaction was what I really noticed. Uh, I was told that uh, the Xbox people were very happy with the reaction, that they kind of were like, didn't expect it to be so overwhelming. And uh, my take was, is like, I think just people are just realizing that Xbox is not messing around here, man. They, they they have so many options with the backwards compatibility, supporting everything, all the, all the generations, having auto HDR, uh, you know, the Hutchney uh, method where it, it um, four times the resolution, and now you can have four times the frame rate, which was happening in Lucky Tales. Uh, that, that gives you a glimpse of what type of compatibility that there's uh, that they they're going to have. Listen, it's like start to give people to do, you know, and I think that Microsoft's there. And that's why I said they have a ton of momentum right now. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on the horizon. That's, you know, uh, you know, they, 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 they're, you know, they're coming to them on a slow silver platter. You know, there's, there's a bunch of decisions to be made, but, you know, just overall, Microsoft has a huge amount of momentum, and people are really beginning to accept Xbox, and there's no more jokes anymore. Uh, VCR, I mean, you look at the last generation. At this time, it was a meme. Now people, like, realize their real deal. And once they start, you know, uh, banging out these games, and, you know, it just becomes even more and more obvious that, you know, there's no one to mess with right now. And... Uh, Congratulations to this to the to the to the people that actually make this work. The backwards compatibility team in Microsoft is the most lauded uh, because of how you know amazing they are. Look what they did. They, if you remember in the, the Xbox One era, there was a time where they said backwards compatibility. There were people who said, uh, and people very prominent. Like there were people who said it'll never be done. It can it's, it can't be done. And here we are, you know, uh, you know, seven years later, and they're quadrupling frame rates on games that they're not that a developer doesn't even have to touch. That they're doing it on their end. Listen, it's just they're about gaming, man. And uh, mm. I'm glad that they're where they're they're at right now, and uh, feel real good about Xbox. And this is like like when I do a lot of my like modding stuff, like even right now with the. Uh, OG Xbox. There's people that have like figured out how to uh, code in to make the games widescreen, the games that didn't support that, where it actually gives you more field of view, doesn't just stretch out the screen. And it's like things like this, like they're going in there, and even if it was capped, they're going in there and making it, you know, go past where the initial developer, you know, capped it at. 
So it's like they're, you know, they're in the gaming field. They're like doing the Lord's work, like going back and doing stuff they didn't need to. You know, developers like back, you know, previous to this gen didn't bother doing any of that unless they sold you a repackaged item. So just doing this for basically for free, that audio, you know, HDR. So it's really some really cool features. And it's it'll be awesome if they do that and go back to some of the 360 games and uncap some of those. That would be pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one one thing funny that I heard was I don't know if you guys heard this too. Uh, it was on that interview where he said that some of the games like are incompatible, like they're where their animations are like tied to the frame rate or it's too fast. And he said that uh, that's that's some of the things, some of the games that can't be done because of that. But I thought that was funny. Is is that um, you know there's a lot involved in here, like just like the animations and stuff. But he was saying it was like it looked weird, uh, like because the animations were even faster than I guess the frame rate, and I guess it looks sped, sped up. But um, yeah, it's crazy stuff. I mean that they did that. And uh, what game? I what would be the biggest game that you guys would want? Let's. I don't like. You can't say Red Dead because I don't think Red Dead's. It's too physically demanding for that. But and I don't think that they would even the publisher would allow that. You know what I mean? So try to be realistic. What game would you want at like 120 or 60? Oh boy, that's a good question. Castlevania: Lords of Shadow on the 360. Okay, here, here's one. Uh, Sunset Overdrive. Oh yeah, my goodness! That's ding, the ding, number ding. one. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Like, I, I, even if they had to lower the resolution, because they said it's some somewhat tied. If they lower the resolution, they can get. Uh, a little more. So even if they had to lower the resolution a little bit on Sunset Overdrive to get the 660, I mean, it is 900p. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would do it, man. Yeah. Yo, just Tim, to see that. Tim, I got I got to say something about this, man. And and you just kind of like, you gave me a segue. See, that's how much we, we've done this before. You gave me a segue without even kind of like, you know, knowing it. But mm-hmm. with this whole FPS boost, now the older games, that's that's really awesome. You know, you know, bringing games from 30 to 60 to 120 or whatnot. But a lot of people question the Series S, all right? They question how long is, is the Series S going to last through this generation. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the technology that Xbox is dealing with, you know, what they're dealing with, messing around with resolution, uh, what they're dealing with, uh, sending, um, downloading uh, kind of like lower resolution textures and then letting mm-hmm. machine learning bring it up to 4K textures on your system when you're playing it. Uh, you look at this FPS boost right here. All these things, and, and I haven't heard anybody talk about this, but all these things can be implemented in newer games as well, mm-hmm. you know, on the Series S that are dealing with the already lower resolutions, already lower textures, uh, using an FPS boost to make sure that, you know, the game is running at 60 frames per second, keeping the Series S viable and uh, a, a really good option kind of like moving forward where it's not going to hinder in in terms of performance and stuff like that when you're using uh, all these different boosts and all all the different uh capabilities of machine learning i i think a lot of this is going to be used with the series s and i i think the series s is going to be it's going to be it's going to be there this entire generation and i I, people are going to be like wow man maybe i should have picked that up at some point in time yeah, 
No, I mean, you make a good point there, Xbot. Um, yeah, this is a pretty big deal, honestly. I mean, I know PlayStation does something similar with the PlayStation 5. Uh, I mean, they do have unlocked frame frame rates on uh, a few of their titles. But Xbox, the backwards compatibility team, is actually going in there. They're not changing any code, but they're, they're working some magic kind of behind the scenes, if you will. I won't get into the technicality of it because I probably can't explain it that well. But, uh, th you know, they're working their... Their technological magic, there, their engineering magic, and has anybody gone back and played any of the games that they uh, put that they put this boost into? Well, uh, some of the guys did. Um, I think uh, Colt has. Um, he says he could definitely notice it, but um, it, you know the uh, that's coming soon. I think that we'll be able to test that. No, I, I'm doing it right now. Um, I've got. Let's see, Watch Dogs 2 playing on my PC right now, and it's actually telling me that it's actually playing at 60 six. frames a second. Now, this is actually recording it directly off of the Series X onto a USB drive. Um, wow. Are so, you an alpha? No, this is no, I'm in no program at all. Mm, that's a release. Yeah, it, it, it is telling me right now, according to my computer, that the frame rate is at 60 frames a second. Um, I read a couple articles that said that they even noticed the frame rates for uh, the 120 Super Lucky's Tale was even there. I don't got a monitor even capable of doing something like that, so I didn't even worry about that. But I wanted to go back and try some of these old games. And I mean, not to sound cheesy, but I think I fell in love with Far Cry 4 again. I mean, this mm -hmm. is it's really cool to see some of these games actually like to me when I at first I saw Far Cry 4 I wasn't sure if it was actually like you said actually doing it at the time or if this is something that <laughs> hadn't pulled out yet and I was just watching the movie I was like this is way too fluid this looks way too clean I have to check it and yeah my computer was telling me it was doing 60 frames a second all right check this out real quick I, I just want to shout out uh first off the geeky nerd uh, in, in the chat was talking about because when I said about the Series S, he's like, oh yeah, but then you're going to have to buy the storage. Now, see, the thing is here, the games that get downloaded on the Series S are automatically smaller by nature because they have they're, they're not the 4K textures and, and, and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's literally catered to the smaller system uh, which means a smaller size of the game. Now, I'm looking at what I have on my Series S right now. I have 11.6 gigabytes free. I have Destiny 2. I have Hitman 3. I have The Medium. I have No Man's Sky, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Tetris Effect, Watch Dogs Legion, Cyberpunk, uh, Hot, uh, Hot, um, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered, uh, PGA 2K21, Cyber Shadow, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Wreckfest and Indiana Jones. I have all of that and 11 gigabytes still free. Uh, dude, it's not a problem. Trust me. Nice. Nice way to sum that up. Yeah, I mean, that's always the thing. You know, people talk about storage, but uh, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be that big of an issue as you're uh, kind of, uh, you know, just uh, talking about. Dude, I have some huge games downloaded. Cyberpunk is a huge game. Watch Dogs Legion is a huge game. Destiny mm -hmm. 2. With all the expansions, is a huge game. You know, Hitman Three is a huge game. No Man's Sky is a huge game. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. 
They're, no, those are pretty big. Um, do you guys think that they showed off the right titles to kind of uh, announce this? Because I, I did see some talk. I mean, you know, Super Lucky's Tale, it's kind of a... Uh, well, it's a nice title. Don't get me wrong. I played it. I like the game. But it's kind of a smaller title. Uh, Sniper Elite 4 is a couple of years old. Far Cry 4 as well. Again, these are good games, but should they have shown off more like like maybe a couple of their first party titles in this list as well? Yeah, probably not the best batch, and just like backwards compatibility, showing off the, you know, Mass Effect, the last level of Mass Effect, when Mike Ibarra announced that, that was kind of an odd choice, too. I, I think I think that this, this batch of games was pretty much, first off, they wanted to show variety. You know, they yeah. had the kids, they had mm-hmm. the kids, sports. they had the, you know, the sports, they had the, the shooter, stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I also think that these were probably the first titles that really kind of like reacted re- very well, well to the technology. Exactly. Yep. You know? I, I, I made the joke last night that <clears throat> remember when Phil Spencer came out and said that they were, you know, halting backwards compatibility and that they were going to use the team to uh, bring the current library forward to the new generation of consoles. Mm-hmm. And I could just see how somebody was probably working on a game and probably had to call someone over going, like, look at the frame rate on this. Look at what it's doing. And at that time, somebody was like, I could really see this being a good thing in the future. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, listen, X, uh, Xbox is the FPS console right now. Uh, has the most 120 frames per second games um and probably the most 60 frames per second games because this technology uh is going to be implemented in like i said a game every two weeks or a couple of games and i know one of the games is going to be we all we all do fallout 4 which is really cool um the other one uh i think uh, major ed nelson had a slip up uh dragon age inquisition 4 or whatever uh that that game is going to be 60 um, but yeah, you basically, uh, you know, we so all the talk new about Mass effects are going to be 62. Did I hear someone say no, that? No, no, I didn't. The dragon, dragon quest. Remember no, dragon? but I saw, I heard somebody said they showed the uh, mass effect level. And yeah, oh, I'm sure there'll be 60. The, yeah. Like the new remasters. You know, the one thing, like I said, um, was a really informative interview, but, uh, they also approached that. Whereas is that you're going to have to get permission from the publisher too. So you're not going to just do a game and say Red Dead, and then you do it. Then they don't have to. They're not making a remake. You understand? Like if they're making a remake or Mass Effect's getting a remake, which it is, or or things, they're going to probably block it. Um, but uh, like like we said, there's a bunch of games. I mean, there's over how many games? Uh, another thing of note is is that uh, it doesn't seem to be with. Um, if it is like an enhanced game, it's possible that if you switch this, I believe uh, that you don't get the enhancements. Or like I said, that because the, they could uh, from the interview and uh, what was asked, they can they could toggle the resolution and they get more gains. Like if they lower the resolution and then they speed up the game a certain way, uh, it seems to work better. Um, it's 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 quite really crazy innovative stuff, um, and to think that they stumbled across this and then they kind of delayed it. Because you guys remember, we were supposed to hear about this in, like, August. Um, but they they went to the labs on this, and, uh, you know, they, they're they putting a lot of time in testing. Um, and even what was suggested by James Denard on Twitter, who's awesome Twitter, he's, uh, I believe, 
like the number two technical guy in Xbox. Um, he said, uh, how about we test it? Like the, the players test it. And then we report back, have like, you know, a beta groups or whatever. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that we could do uh, and and have a lot of games that, that utilize this. And and like I said, we all talk about frames per second. Uh, Xbox himself was a big, always talking about frames last generation. And now we have a console that is based essentially working as a PC, doing the same type of stuff where they thought that stuff was never capable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I guess people are still interested in older games, huh? <laughs> oh man, like, uh, yeah, it is pretty amazing, nope. guys. Like, I mean, with the integration with uh, even the auto HDR, I mean, it really gives incentive back to going back and replay these older titles. Well, thanks to um, Xbox, kind of like you know, being firm that the you know. You, you made a purchase, whether it was last generation, generation before, or, or even this generation, right? You made a purchase, and you know like you, you're going to want to still use that at points in time. So why not, over time, as technology gets better, you know, improve it? And, and one thing I've, I, I have noticed, because people are like, oh, we don't want to play old games. You do want to play old games if they, if they are performing better. Look at all the remasters that are coming out and how people are hyped for remasters and and the new kind of like shiny on the on the older game. You know, the the gameplay itself isn't changing, but you're you're getting you're getting the HDR, you're getting the the better resolution, the better texture, stuff like that. And it that right there, that market tells you that gamers they still want to play the older games. But they just want they want that newer coat of paint on it. They want a better performance, and uh, Xbox is going to give that to people um, without necessarily charging them for a new old game. If that makes sense, you know they're just going to let the system do it. Like here, here you go, sixty frames per second, no problem. Oh, uh, you want you want better resolution, no problem. Better performance across the board. Here you go for games you already bought. Yeah, no, that's uh, you know, that's a nice deal. That's a nice deal, and when you, I like it. When you're invested in the in the system already, and they're just giving you more options and uh, updates to these games, it's uh, it's fantastic, especially if they're free. So I'm not complaining by any means, and they're just giving you incentive to play, play, and play, and I'm all, I'm all for that. Um, but yeah, guys, I really like this uh, this boost, this frame rate boost that Xbox is doing. And hey, we'll see uh, what more improvements are down the line and what other games uh, they start announcing for that and revealing. I'm looking forward to that. Now, moving on, my friends. And last week, we covered the news of Google canning its internal studios. <laughs> well, some news reports have been making the rounds and things may have been worse than first thought and apparently a big factor for google shuttering its internal studios is because of microsoft's acquisition of zenimax and bethesda now shockley do you think google got scared off seeing their competition making such aggressive moves uh i mean that's a you know probably part of it i did see a, a funny hilarious post that uh it was I thought Phil, you know, wanted diversity in the in the gaming space, you know, but no, he he, you know, that Bethesda move, he did that, and he's the one that closed down, you know, Stadium. Like he he doesn't own 
he doesn't control what Google does. <laughs> um, like so he did that, that was... strictly to shut down Stadia. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, him getting Bethesda was just locking down, you know, studios where they were lacking that, uh, you know, area to compete with a little chess Sony, board Nintendo. With other uh, companies written on it, and he knocked over Google's chess piece. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that was probably just a piece. It was already kind of going that way. Like when they released, I know there's some, you know, huge fans of Stadia. But like when that thing released, it was just like it was almost dead on release. It was just like, like this is it. And then they, even the people that were invested into that program, uh, the Founders Edition, some of them were getting their Founders Edition way after people that pre-ordered like weeks or months before the release. Like they were still waiting on theirs. Um, it was just a terrible launch. And then on top of that, yep. you had a lot of games like. There were there were supposed to be more games that were uh, you know I think were going to be available in their program and stuff just kept kept getting delayed and yeah I mean this would be a huge blow to them taking away a huge amount of third party games that Stadia would probably benefit from like you know when the next Skyrim mm -hmm. or next Elder Scrolls game drops or Starfield I'm sure they could benefit because a lot of people will just want to spend hundreds of hours you see how many times Skyrim sold so many copies so many iterations. So it keeps going. So I'm sure that would have been a great moneymaker boost to their uh, yeah. stadia. But, you know, it was the writing was already on the wall. So as soon as as soon as it died, as soon as Phil announced that uh, X Cloud was basically just going to be, oh, if you already have Game Pass Ultimate, you already have it. Like, that's it. And then all those games are coming there day one. There's no way. But, you know, stadia was going to compete with that. I don't even know what Amazon's play is. Maybe it's just it's going to be a little side thing for them. Who knows? Yeah, memberships. Luna, but. Maybe with membership, maybe with Prime. Yeah, they have they they can tie in maybe services somehow, and it's not going to be as big as what Google was pushing for. I mean, listen, um, you went over it uh, the, when they had the first show, and I watched Phil Harrison. You know that man can sell a vision, and he had me pumped. Uh, I remember I even talked to some Xbox people, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm really, I have to say, really impressed. Uh, but the reality was they never really even came close to delivering what they were saying they were going to deliver. Mm -hmm. um, and for this story to get out uh, and, you know, Phil really not acknowledging it or saying they kind of said it's true. I think he even said it. Um you know, that's kind of unfair, I think, uh, because, you know, you just uh, – listen, I heard in the summer they were gone, so I know the story is true. I heard this, uh, you know, three weeks prior to when the news broke that they were out even, like, way before. And I guess Bethesda was the killer, you know, the, the nail in the coffin, per se, for first-party creation. Um but, you know, uh, they were never serious about it. And one of the things that Phil had to do, Phil Spencer had to do with Microsoft, was what Harrison had to try to do with Google to get them to buy in. And uh, for them to just pull the plug after a year and a half, really unfair to the studios, really unfair to video games. Um, but Google, uh, you know... They were the ones that I don't think really – they don't want to – they they realize that they're, you know, 
bit off more than they can chew, and they just want to just uh, go with you know what they're they're going with right now without without game creation. Uh, we'll see how far that goes, but um, uh, you know, like I said, I just think that uh, it's it's unfair to bring in Phil Spencer on, on all of that. Uh, to be honest, they should have been they should have had Bethesda signed. And they should have had somebody else signed with the money that they they that they they're pulling in. It's just um, a hard sell for gamers, like because you yeah. see, and you because people were calling them out as soon as they announced Stadia. They're like, "Oh, well, how long until they you know just get out of it or cancel it?" And well, that's it's a hard sell because the games. If I buy a game there, I know it's kind of stuck in this like limbo like service <laughs> somewhere where you hear people that bought Google Music. They have to transfer their account to YouTube Music, otherwise they lose it. And then, at mm. least with Xbox, if you buy digital stuff, you you know it's still locked to that physical console. Like you right. know, it still has well, a account. presence, whereas yeah. Google has no presence. So, yeah, they had a lot of problems uh, just all over, and you know they they started with being on Reddit, and you know, listen, they have some passionate fans too. Uh, MM2K. He's a friend that that I'm that I'm in uh, you know group chat with, a uh, very passionate fan about Stadia. Really wants it to do well, and and I kind of respect that. Um, uh, so they did have some passion. They had fans, but it wasn't like you know he still believe he still believes in them. Um, maybe they could pull something out of a hat, in my opinion. Uh, but they they had some interesting. Uh, you know, ideas like with the clickbait, that I mean, the click based gaming where you could be <laughs> like, bait. yeah, like <laughs> no, but like you could like hit a YouTube and everyone could be in a game. And they talked about like the games in the cloud. Remember that that was one of the things that they were talking about building. Like, imagine building a game at the, at the multiplayer level, not at the local level. Uh, so, like, they had some really good ideas. But again, like video games is something that you know it takes a lot of time. Just look at Microsoft, how powerful they or how big they were at the start of the gen. They got knocked on their ass, and it took them basically a whole gen to just get back to even respectability or you know where they yeah back to not where the house is burning down. You know, you know. um, First off, first off, when it when it comes to the whole Google thing, you know. you guys stated it in the beginning. As soon as they announced it, people are like, well, how long is it going to be before they just give up on it? You know, they they have a habit of starting projects that seem really cool, uh, not necessarily giving what they had promised and then cutting cutting it and moving on. I mean, they they have a, a, a shit ton of money. All right. They they can easily like see things through. Here, here's the deal when it comes to gaming, especially you know, console gaming, console gamers, uh, I know they didn't make a console, but they were trying to attract the console gamer over to what they were doing with Stadia. You got to spend money to make money. This is not, this is not an industry that you can just come into and just automatically be successful. All right. Um, you know, the original Xbox, it, it came, it came in and, it created some noise. It, it, it started some rumbles, right? But at the end of the day, it was it was nowhere near number one in the category of consoles. But it was a good start. And that's the way this industry is. That's the way the, the console gaming community is. They, they look at the new people and they're like, all right, well, what are you going to do? And, and unfortunately, 
with Google cutting their first party the way they did, they didn't spend the money to make the money. They didn't spend the money to get established Mm -hmm. in this community and in this industry as a viable place to play your games. Not only that, what what, I was just going to say also, you know, they needed something to differentiate themselves from, and they kind of do in a way with X cloud, but it's not enough. Like they really needed something to like set them apart. Um, and it just wasn't there wasn't well, enough the YouTube of that there. stuff the YouTube stuff would have been awesome that that would have set them apart but it wasn't ready and it never came you see what I'm saying where you mm-hmm. can have like your subscribers waiting in a queue to join a game with you right right through YouTube and, and stuff like that they you know they had something there that was unique but they never had it there you know what I'm saying they talked mm-hmm. about it they said, it, yeah, these are our plans, and it, it never came to fruition. And, um, you know, I'll be damned. I don't, I don't think it's ever going to come to fruition. Now, when it comes to Phil Spencer, when it comes to Xbox and the whole ZeniMax deal, first off, you know, I know Xbox talked about their, their real competitors, but that was in terms of wallet size, all right? Now, Google has the wallet. But they didn't open it up fully, and then they decided to close it at the end of the day. All right? Mm -hmm. This acquisition was for Xbox. ZeniMax Bethesda was for Xbox. It was for Microsoft uh, wholeheartedly. Not, Not thinking about Google or Amazon or anything like that. They wanted to make sure that they could be. They could be self sufficient when it comes to Game Pass if they have to be. All right. They they wanted to make sure that they were going to have quality titles. I think what Matt Booty said something like once once they get this all once all the the gears are are run like working and 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 flowing together. They're talking about like what four exclusives a year dropping like right. no problem. Right. every the, the idea was uh like a kind of a big title every quarter, but um that was even prior to what they got going on now uh, and what I think that they have in the future. I think uh, now it's to be honest. And I think that this might get reiterated down the line, uh, especially if they get more acquisitions, they're going to be looking to do something um, pretty much monthly. They, they want to, they want to, they want you to buy into that Netflix model. They want you to just, just that same logic. Like, Think about it. When you have Netflix now, there's always like a show each month now that's coming. Well, it's going to be the same thing with games. Well, and, and and here's the thing. When it comes to Bethesda, you know, there are so many franchises. Well, when it comes to yeah. ZeniMax, there are so many franchises that, you know, we all know as multi-platform as well, right? And this is something I catch a lot of flack from when it comes to like, you know, diehard Xbox guys. I feel that like some of their titles are going to stay multi-platform, right? Mm-hmm. The games are going to go day and date into Game Pass, which that Netflix model, Tim, that you were talking about right, right. there, still makes it incredibly attractive, you know, right. e- even more than what it is now. But they're still then they still have they're, they're going to get revenue from other platforms for, for certain franchises and stuff. And and they are going to they're going to come off looking pro gamer as in we're not we're not uh 
creating a stable around all these franchises and making you, you know, purchase Xbox, get Game Pass, stuff like that. You know, these titles that you love, that you know is multi-platform, we'll we'll sell them multi-platform, no problem. Day and day in Game Pass for sure. And then because they did say case-by-case basis when it came to the ZeniMax acquisitions and games. Newer games, like Starfield, stuff like that, I can see them totally going Xbox platform exclusive, which means on PC as well. And guys, that is not a bad thing. All right. You have all this revenue going into Xbox to still make more exclusives for your platform as well. So it doesn't matter if um, uh, I'm I'm just going to pull a franchise out of the hat. Let's say Elder Scrolls, which I think Elder Scrolls might that that actually has a chance to be exclusive. But um, just say that goes multi-platform. It it, it wouldn't be the end of the world because. Mm you know, you have other games that are coming out that will be. I I, I strongly believe Starfield is going to be an Xbox exclusive now. Uh, if you hear when, when they talk about Starfield, when you hear people from Xbox talk about it, it's like they have a little grin going on when they're talking about it. Like, yo, we got something yeah. here. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But, you know, to bring it right around, like Phil wasn't even thinking I, I need to bury Stadia. Phil was thinking, I need to expand for Game Pass and for Xbox, all right? Mm -hmm. And then the quality is just going to speak for itself, and the quality is going to end up burying other competitors that are trying to come up uh, against Game Pass, xCloud, and Xbox. One thing competitors also have to worry about, which makes it interesting, is how does a competitor get into the gaming space knowing that if you can't uh, appease, um, I hate to use the word appease, we'll just say appeal to the consumers of that, of gaming, they will reject you right away and you will pretty much like not even get your foot in the door. Dude, when the OG Xbox came out and, and Halo started making the rounds, it was a huge thing. The oh, game exactly. was huge. But exactly. guess what? And that's what got their kind of foot in the door. People to that, kind but of that look only at got their foot in the door. It only gave Xbox credibility. That huge game, that historic game, uh, Halo Combat Evolved, only got them their foot in the door. Oh, you see yeah. what I'm saying? And I remember we had we had The Rock on stage with uh, Bill Gates revealing the original Xbox. Um, I remember all the hype around that thing, and then also when Halo came out. Um, and that's where I just, <laughs> the only way to really look at stadia is failure to start and overconfidence and thinking that, you know, I'm sorry, but they are not Kevin Costner. This wasn't the field of dreams. If you build it, <laughs> they will not come. But dude, um, they only I, built it halfway. Like, oh, they dude, didn't, I know, you know they promised a shed. They promised a, a two car garage. They <laughs> promised like a, a picket fence and they didn't build any of that, dude. <laughs> Well, they staked it out, you know. They they, they staked out the it's ground. In the blueprints. Like, well, this is what it's gonna look like. It's once in the we, blueprints, uh... man. But it, it it was never. They didn't put a two by four together in any of well, those you things. You knew it was gonna. You knew what was gonna happen the minute during the uh, the Q and A before it came out about the uh, the lack of multiplayer or or wait or the ability to even buy games. You had to buy games online. You couldn't physically do it on the stadia or something like that. I mean. When you watch the Q and A for Stadia before the launch, you were like, "Oh, this ain't good. This ain't good." They 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 are forcing this out into the wild before it's even built. 
Yeah. Now, speaking of Bethesda, guys, there's been some rumors swirling that Xbox will be holding a Bethesda event in the oh, near future. So. According to uh, GameBeat's, uh, what, Jeff Grubb, one, once the deal closes from Microsoft, uh, the purchase, Xbox will want to talk about it in a very big way. And he's speculating maybe in mid-March. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I think they'll uh, have some kind of a big shindig for uh, for Bethesda? You know, I'm, I'm not going to say whether or not they are going to have it. I'm going to say if they have it, I feel like this is going to be the big unveil for the gameplay of Starfield. Because mm-hmm. I feel that Starfield is a lot further mm. along than some gamers out there on social media want to believe. All right. And, um, you know, yeah, you have to make the acquisition final and all that stuff before you really go in and start touting what you have coming soon, you know? And I, and I feel like, um, if they do this, I think the main event, and, and they're going to talk about other things. I think they're going to talk about some of the franchises that people know and love, from these development studios, but I think the main event will be the gameplay reveal of Starfield, and of course, running on the Series X. Man, I, I can't wait. Well, um, as far as I'm concerned, you could pretty much, I would say, you would, I'd say it's a good bet that they're going to have, uh, a, a, you know, first the thing is going to get announced. Then I think that they're going to have some type of celebration or some type of media day to welcome uh, and bring them in. I think they've all been waiting for this a long time. Kind of tell the Bethesda story even deeper. Uh, talk talk to people like Peter Hines, uh, Todd Howard. I, th- I just think that you're, they're going to have an event. Um, and if you guys know, Bethesda probably running the event so uh that's where it gets kind of funny is is that bethesda you know when they run events man i went to one of them they they know how to run events so i remember uh, my first bethesda event i ever watched online and i have mm-hmm. for, uh todd howard walking out on the stage going who's ready for some effing games i'm like oh this is gonna be good <laughs> exactly so so that's funny that you remembered that because to my point is is that they're very good at that. So I do think that, yes, Bethesda is going to do that and it's going to be a collaboration. Phil's going to talk about it. I do think that you're going to see Starfield uh, and I would think that they're going to say it's going to be PC, Xbox exclusive. Uh, and then I think that they'll just probably tiptoe again saying it's case by case. Listen, they don't know. They don't owe the gaming media anything. They don't owe PlayStation fans media anything. All those two people said for four years was, "You got no games. You you you, you got no publishers. You, you you know, let's be honest. They ridiculed and put down and rightfully so. But they they definitely took it to Xbox. So Xbox now can play that game that Sony does so well. You know, either put on put a game that's going to be coming in a year and don't even talk about it, don't even acknowledge it. Uh, but, you know, present, it's going to, I think, I think Xbox fans are going to be happy. I don't see them being stupid and saying, uh, you know, we, we're going to put our games on all, on all the systems because I just think that that would just really backlash on them. Uh, for the reasons that I've stated, uh, everyone 
knew that Xbox had a problem with games. They it was uh, talked about numerous times, over and over and over. And uh, you know, I think that just just gearing from Xbox fans and probably this panel, um, some don't care as much, but there's a lot of Xbox fans that like are really hardcore going to be pissed if this is if they're mm-hmm. going to playstation um and i think xbox knows that so the thing for xbox is going to be is to play it safe probably announce a game uh announce uh you know what they're working on and certain other stuff be a little cagey on some of the you know, things but but i think you'll get a little bit of info on the exclusivity yo tim just real quick on the whole kind of like you know uh the hardcore xbox people and Again, what I'm stating here is I'm not saying that every single game that's going to come out from these studios is going to be multi-plat. Mm-hmm. But, yo, Tim, I, dude, I, I'm, I'm pleading for you to hear me on this, though. Like, you know, Xbox has tried, you know, they, they've worked really hard at, at, at kind of like polishing up their image from what happened, you know, uh, with the Xbox One. And one of their things was being pro-gamer, Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I really feel like there are going to be some franchises that will stay multi-platform. I agree and, with uh, you. I, I do think like Wolfenstein Three, they're going to have, they're going to, they're going to have some some games with, and they're going to have a reason. I don't know if they'll be day and date though. It could be six months. It could be uh, that thing. But I agree with you. I don't think it's. Uh, I think what they said is probably the truth, case by case. Mm-hmm. There are certain games, Indiana Jones, like that game. There's another uh, uh, Lucasfilms is involved. Mm. Uh, I could see that. Uh, MMOs, people talk about. I could see that. Wolfenstein, um, you know, because it's a trilogy. It's the end of the story. Um, that type what, of stuff. What, what about yeah. Fallout? What about Fallout? Fallout, I mean, Fallout, that's going to be questionable. Yeah, I don't know. How about this? Because they have Obsidian as well, right? Mm-hmm. How about Fallout? Stays multi-plat, right? But the Fallout New Vegas branch off is exclusive. Well, that's smart. To Xbox. Yeah. Well, that would be a smart thing to do, and and that'd be creative. Um, but yeah, that would be down the line. But yeah, no, that's a great idea um, to handle something like that. For yeah, even announcing it and putting it out in three years, they'd probably have to expand. Obsidian's knee-deep in work right now. Yeah. They're doing some great things. Um, but, yeah, no, that's a great idea. Um, they could be creative, uh, or, or, or they could also be cagey and say, where did they just announce it, like Sony does, and then six months down the line just say, oh, it's releasing in two weeks on PlayStation. Yeah. But I see a lot of Xbox fans who are very adamant about it. I, I'm kind of with you. I mean, listen. At the end of the day, the real, you know, we are as much as we're bitching and complaining that people will be if it does happen. Still getting the game day one, uh, which mm-hmm. is if you really think about it, is so crazy that you're gonna have all these awesome games in addition to what every uh, the 18 other studios that Xbox have. Um, or the 16 other studios that Xbox have that they're pushing out, uh, you know. Yeah, Tim, they, they, spent crazy. Money. they spent money to make money. I, I wish uh, Google would have learned that whole thing, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because uh, look, look at all the studios they bought in the last few years. Like, it, it, it's, it's been insane. Now, that's something, and again, when, when 
you know, Stadia was announced, one of the first things that people said, well, how long before this dies? Because nobody saw them actually opening up their wallet and doing what needed to be done to become a pillar in, in the gaming industry. Mm hmm. Well, you know what, guys? I'll go a little bit further, and I'll state that I think most of the games are going to be exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem, just for the fact that I don't think Microsoft uh, would spend like seven billion dollars on studios and. Uh, Can I answer you on that? Yeah. Can I answer you on that? Because that's what a lot of people are saying. They're like, I, know well, it, I probably bet I know what you're going to say. They're like, yo, they wouldn't spend seven billion, but. With that seven billion, if you get amazing exclusives, plus, plus you get the right on established franchises to still make money on the Xbox platform and on other platforms that you weren't making money on, you weren't like making games for um, in the past. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's actually more of your money coming back that's actually makes that makes that seven billion that you spent it it, it makes it more credible that you spent that much money because now not only are you making money on the exclusives that that these studios are making for your platform which is also again on pc i i feel like i have to say that all the time i'm not saying console i'm saying on your platform but you're making those exclusives and then you are still putting out established franchises that are that are multi-plat which you, means you're still making money you're make you're now making money on playstation you're now making money on nintendo you're now making money in other places as well bringing back more revenue to put back into more games and of course with more games more exclusives i i don't understand how the well they spent seven billion how how that actually makes sense to make all the games exclusive then no, he has a point. Listen, you got very good points. And and I think, listen, I think the debate that we're having right now in this podcast mirrors the debate that they have at Microsoft. Now, uh, do you guys remember Tim Stewart, the CFO of Xbox, had some comments? Yes, uh, I think, comment. yeah, he had some comments uh, about yeah. this. And he's more along the lines of what you're saying, uh, uh, Xbox. He's saying... You know, they could be uh, first, or they could have uh, the play at best, or they could have mm. a certain type of maybe exclusive uh, exclusive something to, to, to exclusive Xbox. Exclusive content. Exclusive, right, yeah. right. Listen, and that makes sense, too. You know, there's, there's a lot of ways to it, but I think just in, in, in all – you know, this is a, it's, a, it's a pretty it's a really it's a really strong debate from both sides, um, but like, uh, listen, maybe there's just people who are just a little salty from the abuse that Xbox fans took, uh, and Xbox itself for having no games. You know, if mm. Xbox didn't have the problems that they had, maybe it would, people wouldn't care as much because again. Like I said, we're getting it day one on Game Pass, and that, and that's just an amazing feat in itself. I remember hearing about the deal of Warner Brothers, and I and and I heard it would just be possibly one of the things I heard in in passing was it would just be uh, for Game Pass. Oh, real real and quick, it would multiply. Oh, my my bad, Tim. My bad. Uh, no, no. Yo, to to fast back. Um, 
you know, for the NLG podcast, yo, he asked me, how, how do you grow Game Pass if gamers can play it out of the Xbox ecosystem? And I'm, first off, I'm not saying all franchises, okay? I'm not saying all franchises. Handpick franchises to go multiplat. I have no problem with that. But how does it grow Game Pass? Well, you still have Halo. You still have Forza. You still have Hellblade 2. You still have, you know, the other studios that are also making exclusive games as well, which will inherently grow Game Pass. But then you also have Bethesda making games. Like I, I stated earlier that Starfield is going to be exclusive, going day and day into Game Pass. But then... But then you have multiplats for franchises that are established. And again, I will I will just throw Elder Scrolls out there. You know, Elder Scrolls comes out, it's multi-platform, but but you don't have to put down the 60 or 70 dollars. If you have Game Pass, you can just download it right then and there. Do you not think that that would grow Game Pass that way? You have the exclusives. You have the established exclusives as well with the Halo Gears Forza. You have the newer exclusives coming in with Hellblade 2, stuff like that. Then you have Bethesda with their exclusives plus multi-plats going all day and day into Game Pass. That will grow Game Pass. Well, let me just say something too, to, to a point of your point since you brought something up to me. I want to bring something up to you and ask you okay. what you think. Now, the let's just say we say about the pro gamer stance and uh, couldn't Xbox say, and over the year, over this year, and by the time Bethesda games come out, uh, you know, you're going to see that you could play xCloud on a shitty laptop, mm. anything with an internet connection, or via a dongle like, you know, Chromecast uh, mm. through Xbox. Wouldn't it be, couldn't they say the same thing? It's pro gamer if you say, hey, if you really want to pay it, just play it on on your on your PC or through XCloud through Game Pass, and I think that you know the the addition to play different games in different areas is not really saying then excluding the PlayStation fan as 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 much as we would think. You know what I mean? Because it's not like the the pay barrier to get into really uh, to play these games could just be ten bucks if you don't own a console. You can play it on on your desktop. Yeah, you know, I, I I definitely hear you on that. My my whole thing with this, like, first off, I'm trying to think business wise, and I know there's a lot of people who are emotional out there who have dealt yeah. with so much stuff going, you know, throughout the Xbox One era. So many quality mm -hmm. games that have been run through the mud just because of resolution and this yep. and that and whatnot, and then and then then all of a sudden, the narrative that Xbox has no games, like you you guys. Mm -hmm have been through a lot. I've been right there with you guys. You know what I'm saying? I've been right there with you guys. I am talking business at the end of the day though. All right. And with business, you don't put emotion into that. Okay. And, and they have something for the people who have been through Holy hell. All right. And I think it's going to be a lot of quality games and I, a lot of exclusives. I'm not trying to say that, you know, they're they're just going to completely ignore the exclusives. They want the Xbox right. platform to be known with certain high-quality games, high-quality franchises, and they're going to do that, right? I, I think they want they want to they want newer franchises as well, like that, like I said, with that Starfield and, and all that good stuff. But I've I haven't seen them be cutthroat 
you know, and, and I'm not, I'm not the type of person there's, there's, there's gamers out there that are like, well, do what PlayStation does, do what yeah. PlayStation They're does. Not like do that. What play- and I'm like, the reason why I like them is because they don't do what PlayStation does. Yeah, you well, do have, you said, do, have a good point there. They were going to take it away. I mean, yeah, Pat they Moody did say that. that would be a game that I would see probably as being a, you know, an Xbox yeah. game and not like a multi. That's a good point. They, they're not going to put Elder Scrolls and Starfield on a platform that doesn't have Game Pass as an option. If that's not there, if Sony doesn't allow it. There's, I don't think there's any way they're putting like those megaton mm-hmm. games on that platform and letting you get around Game Pass. Like that's their whole go-to right now. That's their whole, th- you know, focus. They're not gonna just like, yeah, just buy it on PlayStation, and we're not gonna try to suck you into Game Pass. So I, I want good. to at least kind of back up Xbox here, kind of like because uh, what I do for a living, you know, when it comes to business, you can't have emotions, uh, per se. Um, Let's take back at Minecraft. They spilt two point five billion on one game. Now we're talking about seven point five billion. I think it was on fifteen studios. <laughs> so let's just say that Microsoft has the capacity to keep a large game multiplat. Um, and so to look at it um, from um, a business point of perspective, the the world of economy is like an ocean and you got to throw your your fishing lure out there to attract obviously the fish the consumer whatever you want to call them um and the idea of like keeping a game like minecraft uh multiplat is you're exposing people to microsoft or oh this is owned by microsoft this is microsoft you're exposing them to them so you're pretty much get, putting that little that little peck in the back of their mind of the microsoft ecosystem so they're gonna let some of these big titles um, that have already been existing for a very long time some because you know we don't want it to turn also into uh gears forza halo fallout you know titles that have already been around for a little while um, so they're going to let these titles that have already been around for a while kind of stand for themselves, possibly, you know, be a little bit multi-plat here and there. But when it comes to the newer stuff, I really feel that's where we as Xbox, uh, ecosystem adopters are going to definitely benefit, mm-hmm. um, in the fact that we are going to have a lot of these games exclusive and the one exclusive feature that was given to us over the multi-plat games is day one adopters on other on other ecosystems had to fork out 60 bucks 80 bucks 90 bucks whatever games happen to be in the future um we wouldn't have to do that because we have game pass through microsoft Mm -hmm. and that's one and i don't care what parent you are you already know the value in Game Pass because you could literally pay a small monthly fee and your your kid will have access to a large library of games that's constantly rotating out. Yeah, they didn't spend $7.5 billion for you to go into GameStop and then the clerk say, yeah, Xbox has no games, you should get a PS5. <laughs> uh, and, and that's where I really feel they're letting... Like, Game Pass is almost speaking for itself. Like, I remember... Uh, when nobody would adopt a game pass and now it's hard like i remember like we all get those codes whenever we buy something from microsoft you're like oh i want to give this to somebody who doesn't have game pass Mm -hmm. wow i don't know anybody who doesn't have game pass i think this is 
again, this is a really good uh, discussion we're having here because everybody's been having this discussion for, again, since this was announced. Four months. Whatever. Four months. And eventually they will answer the question. Hopefully it's well, whenever they wait until it's announced the, that, the that Xbox bought Sega. <laughs> then it's going to erupt again. Well, oh I like gosh. how the narrative, rather than the narrative going to Xbox has no games to Xbox now has games, we are now with the media, Jim Ryan, both of them are crying, <laughs> what games do we have left? i will say though guys that i mean i do have a more aggressive stance with how microsoft is gonna go with this but time will decide this and i do think xbox has made some really good points to this it's just i don't think i don't think that they would buy these this brand and all these uh big name classic properties like doom wolfenstein and so on fallout uh, just to put it on uh, multi-platform. Well, That's me personally, but go ahead, Tim. No, I just noticed your passion, and I noticed a lot of passion of a lot of Xbox fans. Um, you know, just just uh, really have went to to bat for this on the subject, or they're a little bit crazy on it. Uh, I actually um, Xbox. A lot of his explanations and things he said very true. And I don't know. Listen, I'm not going to go crazy. Maybe the old Tim would have went uh, crazy. <laughs> but if some of these games go exclusive, uh, multi-platform, I'm not going to go too crazy. But with that being said, I do see a real big backlash. I think you would be pissed. I think uh, a lot of people in the community, prominent people in the community. Um, and I, and I, I kind of feel like they would That's take... What- uh, 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 you know, uh, a hit there uh, well, publicly. You could let these games also speak. Now, can imagine playing Fallout 5, a multi-plat game that is running beautifully on the Series X, but is excuse the expression, not running at the same performance rate on the PS5, and it has nothing to do with Microsoft going in and doing something to the game to run that way. Mm-hmm. It's well, going that's to be... the narrative ex- that will be presented, though. Exactly. That's gonna right. be, that, but that's where Microsoft, I really feel at least first, is going to use some of these games to help control the narrative, because we know Digital Foundry is going to be putting these games right mm-hmm. up next to each other. God. And if they can prove the performance of the Series X, the Series S, the xbox ecosystem over the playstation ecosystem it's going to speak for itself like hey look at how great the games work over here and you guys still can't use an external hard drive <laughs> yeah, I wow. Think that mine, wow i think that Minecraft, they, gotta, they gotta get that external hard drive. shots that's, fired the, that's that's honestly though i mean uh, not to change subject we're still on subject but how that, what, what would this panel be like if we didn't have external hard drive uh storage i mean for me I bought that the thing, even though it was very expensive. But like Xbox had it day one. I mean, Sony got to get the they got to get that crazy. For me, I I go crazy. You still can't integrate an NVMe to the board, so you can't expand the the, the memory on a PlayStation. Period. Very well. I do think the uh, the whole the Minecraft comparisons kind of weird because like that one was buying in on the low, like it was still growing. Um, and it was also oh, no, already no, on every. No. It, it, it was already it, it also was on the every number platform. one game for years oh, before they bought it. Man, come don't and and you know what they did? No, no, no. Did they marketed it really. It? Grew, they've they, more than like doubled what it already was. Like they've grown that's it. because that's what Microsoft and Xbox did with it. And the the thing about but it's that already it's already on stayed, every platform. The only yeah. new revision is the uh, what do you call it? The 
Minecraft Dungeons. But, it was but yeah, it was available on PlayStation. From... I checked. Brother, brother, it was the marketing on, on that whole thing. And now, if you look at it, when people say Microsoft, uh, when people say Minecraft, what's the first thing they think? Xbox. Even though it's multi-plat. Like, t- tell me I'm wrong. But like, it, when it, somebody says Minecraft... It was already on every thing, platform. What were they going to do? Rip it from but they, the they, store? All right. But they also... First off, they made money hand over fist on it. They didn't Again, make a sequel. But that's where you said it it's was on Minecraft every platform. Dungeons. And that's where they're going to approach games that are already on every platform as a case-by-case scenario. And I'm pretty sure they're going to let some of these games that are already on every and, platform yeah. maybe kind of continue and over for another type of game. Two. That's like a big community game. So yeah, like an ESO, they're going to keep those going, just like Fallout 76. They're going to keep those going because there's an online base. Should they but keep the Fallout 76 going though, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's growing a lot more than it was at the start, but they're going to keep those going in multi-platform. Well, we got to remember like Fallout 76 was but how ESO is going to go multiplayer. So technically, Fallout 76 still plays a very large role in trying to create the engine that's going to be like the multiplayer engine for ES. I mean, for El- the next Elder Scrolls game, at least that was the last time I heard. But Microsoft, make- Microsoft, real quick, Microsoft got exactly what they wanted out of the Minecraft deal. All right. Again, business wise, they made a sh- ton of money uh, uh, after that acquisition on that game. And when it comes to Mindshare and when it comes to marketing, again, when you say Minecraft, the first thing you think of is Xbox. Before that acquisition, before that acquisition, when somebody said Minecraft, and I don't know if you guys remember back then, when somebody said Minecraft, the first thing that popped up was PC. The first thing that popped into my head was money because that thing was generating a shit ton of cash. But uh, the, the main <laughs> platform, it started on PC, right? It did go over, it went, it went into consoles and stuff like that, but it was always thought of mainly, first and foremost, PC game that's on console. Mm-hmm. Microsoft and Xbox changed all that with the acquisition. They didn't change anything about where the game could be played, but they changed the mindset of it to now when you say Minecraft, you think Xbox. So Xbox got exactly what they wanted out of that deal. To they made a lot of money deeper, and Xbox. they grabbed Mindshare. To go even deeper, we got to remember Sony also signed up on Azure Cloud or on the Azure servers. Um, so outside of Xbox, we can remember Xbox is a small entity of Microsoft. Microsoft as a whole got to remember that Sony in a small way is one of their customers. And that's where you got to walk a fine line of trying to maintain a great customer relationship as long on top of trying to be respectful as a competitor. What it wouldn't make any sense, though, is to like, hey, we're going to draw the line. Bethesda games are going to go to PlayStation and everywhere else. But, hey, Halo's not going to. But Starfield, no, the new IP, is going to go to it. I will never stand behind the idea that all Bethesda games, Zenimax games, all these studio games that they got are going to be all multiplat. There's no way. I'm seeing, I'm seeing like the next Fallout game being used. The next maybe even Elder Scrolls game. Something yeah. Something big. I mean, it'll be like what a decade up. since the last Skyrim. By the well over a decade before the last Skyrim come next one comes out, um, and people would have already forgotten about you know mm-hmm. <laughs> that when that last game debuted. So they could easily just launch that on what it, they already got console, mobile, and PC yeah. covered. So yeah. if you want to play it, they and got TV. every platform. You can play it on your yeah. phone. And see. 
you got 10 bucks, you don't even need a console. So if people are really upset about, hey, it's not on my PlayStation, I guarantee they might whip out their, you know, high end exactly. by that point. And that's where you might get time <laughs> exclusiveness on some stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you I, think, I think it's going to be a mixed bag. Look at or 30% cut. Look at Apple products and how diehard some of the people are over on the Apple side of things. They won't have nothing to do with a uh, Microsoft anything. Well, now they got the browser, so they got it. They already got that. (laughs) Well, that's where I'm just curious on, like, you know, there is going to be some holdouts that would say they want to see something come over to the PlayStation side, and I'm curious on how Microsoft is going to approach them. Mm-hmm. Well, they can't hold out. You just need the browser. So they already got. They already circumvented their uh, blocking that app. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, either way, guys, there's compelling arguments to go either way, like Tim had alluded to earlier. But it's just uh, either way, Xbox is being very aggressive with this acquisition, and everybody's gonna be whenever they make this the announcement that hey. Um, you know, whatever they decide on with these games, it's uh, everybody's gonna be on pins and needles uh, watching, especially PlayStation guys. But uh, you know what, guys, we will transition to our last topic of the evening, and you know what, we got some other news to talk about. It's been a little while since uh, we last heard about Second Extinction, it's the co op dino hunting game first revealed at the Xbox Series X third party event all the way back in May. And, well, we got some news and a new trailer and that it'll be coming to the Xbox Game Preview uh, program sometime this spring. Now, Centurion, I'll start off with you on this one. I know you're taking breaks from your Elder Scrolls online grinding, but you do enjoy shooters. Is this something that you consider checking out? Oh, my God. I have to chuckle at this. So, uh, me and my bro and his kid recently picked up Generation Zero um, after trying to play that game back in the day, and now we're having a blast playing it. Now, the reason why I bring up Generation Zero is if anybody kind of wants to see kind of the 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 bones, the structure of se- um, this whole game for uh, Second Extinction, um, dude, I mean, this game... Uh, let me see. Yeah, where is it at? Systemic Reaction. That's their name. Uh, Systemic Reaction is doing Second Extinction, and this game is going to be absolutely awesome. I've already kind of see the open worldness of what they're creating. I've checked out multiple videos. Um, now, this being said, I know this is going into game preview, but because of the heavy multiplayer nature of this game. I'm really curious on if this is something that is going to also be used in Game Pass. Has anybody heard anything about that? Probably. It'll probably down the line go into Game Pass, I would think. I mean, because... Um, does, does anybody, looking here at know, it. Does anybody know anything about the game? I'm looking at it right now Okay. Uh, on Steam. And it's an early access game. And I have to say, man... The game looks really good. Like it, like graphically, so, looks really cool. Oh, it's really good. No, I've heard that it actually, uh, it it's a very um, well made game. Um, they've actually done a good job, at least in my opinion, with Generation Zero and the robots. And this is where I'm saying you're going to see the building blocks of that. Um, somehow, dinosaurs have taken over the Earth or whatever planet this is taking place on, and 
like in all good fashion with dinosaurs, people have messed with them. So we've got velociraptors that can shoot ex- electricity, other dinosaurs that can burrow under the ground and leap up on you, um, T-Rexes that are covered in armor. Um, and it's just going to be you and two other players. And these, you basically, uh, does anybody, um, oh my God, Invader, uh, the game with the dwarves in the mining. Oh, uh, Deep Rock, Rock. Deep Rock. Yeah, Deep, Deep Rock. Rock. Okay. So imagine that concept where, you know, okay, we got to bring a guy that's got some firepower. Um, you've got another one that can drop um, a healing station. Um, the, the characters have purposes, and you got to find that balance of, you know, bringing the right characters with you, uh, depending on the mission structure. And from all the review uh, videos I've seen, because it came out in uh, early, um, well, October, October of last year. Um, yes. for PC and from all the stuff I've read and uh, watched on the game because I'm actually wanting to buy this on Steam just to play the game I'm, I might actually buy this on PC um, depending on they say there's a lot of missions um, some are retrieving dinosaur eggs other ones are rescuing team members they have a wide variety of, of missions on top of from what I saw, there was a decent amount of enemies, at least at first. Um, now, during its uh, beta access or its game preview right now on PC, um, all you have is the Tundra map, which is it's uh, snow and ice. From what I'm reading, that these maps are supposed to actually change up. There's supposed to be another map that occurs. Um, the nice thing is about what this developer has done is they've gone online, they've put up a great website for uh, secondextinction.com where um, you can go in, they will show you the enemies, they'll show you the roadmap for the game. Right now they have everything lined up to uh, around the end of February, you know, kind of like also showing what we're going to get in probably coming uh, the first half of this year going into the third quarter of this year. Um, it's really nice to see the developers definitely given us a lot to show this game and for being only 25 bucks on steam right now, I'm thinking it's going to be around the same cost on Xbox. So I'm looking forward to getting this game. I'm rambling on long enough about it, Mm -hmm. but this game, watch some videos on it, get some friends and be excited. This game looks fun, colorful and a total blast. No pun intended. Yeah. No, I like that Xbox has these games, these uh, mm-hmm. co-op uh, multiplayer games, because it really, it, it's a real strength of theirs for uh, to build up uh, multiplayer communities um, for their games. Obviously, you had mentioned Deep Rock Galactic. I mean, yeah. loads of us in uh, the group on our show, we, we've been playing it together, and man, oh man, is that a ton of fun. Actually, I just, I bought a copy for a friend of mine. I'm like, dude, you gotta try out this game, and it's just a load of fun with buds, and you're creating all these memories in these multiplayer environments, and I think that this type of a game can really uh, be that kind of uh, be that kind of an experience as well, um, because I mean, while it's not as um, free with your character creation, I mean, you have heroes here from what I can tell, and they have different classes to them. But otherwise, I mean, you have these from this Tundra map, for example, you have this large open environment where you can play around and, you know, wreck all kinds of shit. You know, I don't know if there'll be any environmental destruction, but you got these huge uh, dinosaurs that are coming at you, charging at you. Do you see how the map functioned? Uh, not exactly, okay, to be honest. So the map is designed into zones, and the zones have a difficulty rating based 
based on if other people are in that zone running their own missions or whatever, or I don't know exactly how that works on how many people are going to be in one map. Um, but basically you could play the game one day and everything goes fine and you come back the next day and you go to that same zone, but the difficulty has now increased to hard. And so you're, it's going to be a total different situation going into that part of the map. Basically the map changes and evolves. Um, so, and the difficulty rating kind of affects that. So if the map, if you're in a green zone where stuff is kind of easy and laid back, the dinosaurs are not going to be as aggressive. You're not going to have as many of them. But if you're in a red zone or a hard or legendary zone, whatever you want to call it, you're going to be running into um, mass amounts like horde status of uh, dinosaurs, including that's where you're going to start start seeing some of the big ones as well. Um, and that's where you got to kind of learn the weak points of these um, particular in dinosaurs, enemies, whatever you want to call them, and how they can either benefit you, like with the, uh, the Velociraptor ones, they shoot electricity. As you shoot them, you obviously don't want to stand near them, but you can also use them to your advantage uh, by shooting at them in the middle of a horde of other dinosaurs. So it's kind of like trying to figure out what combination of you know elements at the time to kind of achieve what you're trying to do. But while you're doing it, there's side missions that pop up and everything. It's not a single-player style game, but, like, they want people to go down there and they want to have, like, a, a narrative-driven thing that's uh, mostly told by the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like a, it's a create-your-own-adventure kind of a game, which I can totally get behind. Um, now, do you guys think that this is a full-on exclusive? Because it's all, it's listed as, um, like, Xbox and PC exclusive. Obviously, it's on Steam. But do you, do you guys think, think that this will come to other platforms eventually or that it will stay uh, on Xbox permanently as an exclusive? All right, don't everybody answer at once. <laughs> um, that's a really good question. I don't know because again, it, it's, you know, avalanche studios. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, isn't they, isn't avalanche somehow actually, uh, connected to, um, call of duty, call of duty in some way. Am I wrong? N no, uh, they're connected. I'm not to going to say you're wrong. I just don't know any connection. They're connected to games like Just Cause and Mad Max, those types of games. But uh, either way, I mean, I mean, personally, I think it'll it'll stay as an ex. Well, I think that it will be an exclusive just because I I don't know. I haven't. I think. Okay, I, sorry. Rage what, two. what what event was this unveiled in? The the May. It first got revealed during their uh, May third party event. Oh, okay. Can uh, what what was the last two words of the name of that event? Ah, uh, yes, the third party event. Yes. There you go. Uh, I, I'm I'm thinking there is exclusivity, timed yes. exclusivity, uh, but eventually this is going to go on to other platforms, which is okay, people. It really is okay. Trust me. Once Halo Infinite comes out, no, <laughs> it's 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 a wrap, bro. It's a wrap. I mean, well. I'm just I'm just giving uh, my thoughts on this. Like you look at the medium too, it was revealed at the same event. I mean, as far as we, Ooh. yeah. So I mean, as far as we know, it could. Uh, we we don't know the full time exclusivity on that as well. But I mean, 
there were a bunch of good games showing off there. I, I mean, I do think that this will at least stay as an exclusive for eh, maybe a year. Again, I'm just giving my best guess here. But, you know, more games are entering the game preview program these ga- these days. Do you guys think that uh, this will be like a growing trend uh, for instead of just having the games uh, launch uh day one with all the content do you guys think that it'll be this whole uh growing the community thing i mean we saw with uh i mean sea of thieves didn't enter a game preview but it's been growing that community we saw games like deep rock galactic and so on like do you think that'll be more of a trend going forward i think the most popular game that's come out of game preview and uh i don't know you guys feel free to tell me how wrong i am here would be arc yeah number one Arc definitely, uh, and as long as there is a success story when it comes to game preview, developers are definitely gonna, you know, consider that as an option, especially if you know they want to get their game out in the hands of of you know gamers and and get feedback and improve on it. And what I like about game preview is um, the devs have to be confident of their game. Because they're they're basically putting it out unfinished and and they're catching feedback and they're developing over time. But they got to be you know confident of at least the the I guess you could say the framework, the gameplay loop, you know the 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 fundamentals of their game to in order for them to put it into game preview. I I think it's gonna grow. I don't think it's gonna like take over or anything like that. I don't think. Mm. Uh, I don't think it'll be the big question is, is it going to game preview? I think people's big question, especially when it comes to the Xbox platform, when, when a game is announced coming to Xbox is when's it coming to game pass? That, that is always the main question now. Like, Oh, am I going to buy this now? Or am I going to wait and see down the line if it's coming into game pass since I am already a subscriber? Um, But I, I do see game preview still growing. And as long as, you know, there's that that one success story and then eventually another one comes along, I think there has to be at least a drip feed of success stories as that that option kind of like progresses over time. Um, Developers will will always consider, you know, putting their game there. You know, it was a, a, a preview game that I think did well as well. Uh, remember Slime Rancher? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I believe that one did well. But for the most part, um, it's a little bit of a risk because when your game actually releases, sometimes people, you know, uh, don't realize, oh, if they think it's like old news. Um, well, a lot, of, a lot of gamers played the crap out of the game preview one. You know what I'm well, saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, remember Conan? Remember that game? Yes. Uh, the, that was another one. I'll give you an uh, example, guys. We Happy Few. Like, when I bought it in game preview at first, yeah. I was really turned off by it. But then I played, I, I got back into the game when it was fully, like, uh, like when they did all the updates to it. And I, I was one of the few that actually really loved it at first. <laughs> but go ahead, Tim. No, it's just it's just that's true. You know, there's the success stories, the stories that didn't go so well. Uh you look at um uh what's the game? The game uh Obsidian made. It's in it's with the bugs grounded. and the, the grounded. Grounded seems to be doing very well. Um, it's a great game, by the way. Yeah, like, it really is. Um from what I played, I, I definitely like it. Um co op 
but you play it a lot, uh, Xbox. Uh, well, I, I ventured away from it for a while. Um, but now I got, you know, I got the series S I'm, I'm going to download it again and get back into it. Uh, the best thing, the best thing about that game, first off, it is so creative that that game is so creative. The tools that you're using, the things that you're building, um, you know, in, in terms of, of fighting off kind of like the, the predatory insects, stuff like that. It is so creative how they use certain elements and craft them together to make things. Uh, but the, the main, the main part of, of grounded is not only is it, is it good looking fun to play, but the, the community aspect, you always have a lot of fun when you're with people playing that game, whether you're having fun yelling at each other or you're having fun really building something unique and really going um, out exploring and on adventures and stuff. There, there is a, a really awesome kind of like community multiplayer element to that game uh, with, with such a unique backdrop that um, it, it's, it's an, it's an awesome title. Mm-hmm. No, no. And that's absolutely correct. Um, but you know what, guys, with all that said, I think it's time to cap off this episode of TXR. And you know what? What a damn fine show it was, guys. Really fun show tonight. And chat, as always, you're you're really keeping it lit with all the commentary, guys. Thanks, everyone, for joining us tonight. And if you haven't done so already, it would be greatly appreciated if you were to share this episode out and drop a like. Uh, we're going to move straight into the intros, and I'll, I'll be starting with our stellar guest this evening, Xbot. It was really, really fun having you on tonight, brother. It's been a blast. Really appreciate your insight and your commentary on everything. Truly unique voice in the uh, gaming community. Where can everybody find your content at? Well, well, first off, I, I just want to say thank you guys for having me on. I, I love doing guest appearances. I think it's because... You know, part of it is because I'm not controlling everything, which, uh, you know, next podcast, Series X podcast, uh, I'm the one that's controlling OBS. So now I was able to really kind of like dive into the chat a lot more. I, I was able to really hear what you guys thought about the topics and stuff. And, and I had a lot of fun. You have an awesome crew here. Uh Love all you guys. Love love your opinions. Um, and and I, I, I love what you guys do for the gaming community as well. So with that being said, yes, I am a small YouTuber. I do have a YouTube channel. It is called Xbot448. Go figure. Um, but not only that, you know, you can go check out, you know, my YouTube channel. You, you like the content. Uh, you can definitely subscribe. It is the home of the next podcast uh and and like txr it's it is one of the longest running podcasts within this community which uh, i am actually I'm, I'm very very proud of um not only that it is the home of the series x podcast as well for people who want xbox news xbox entertainment and they don't want console war drama not only on the show but also in the chat i have uh an amazing crew of moderators held, uh, headed by crispy bomb himself that if anybody starts talking console war drama in the chat, they get muted. Uh, the, the, those, those kind of like chats get, get deleted. And we, and we try to keep it all Xbox all the time. It is with my, uh, co-host, as I say, my partner in crime, Jamie Moran. 
And again, you can find that on my YouTube channel. But other than that, social media, uh, Xbox Live, all you have to do is type in Xbox 448, and I am right there in front of your face. Uh, come hang out, play some games with me sometime. Uh, I have been going in crazy on PGA 2K21. And, you know, for people who don't like golf, before you laugh, yo, this game is absolutely phenomenal. There is a community within our community, uh, a bunch of what I would say closet golfers that have come out of the woodworks, and we are having a blast in that game. If you have that game, uh, add me on Twitter. Let me know you have that game. I will put you in the DM, and you will always have somebody to play PGA with. But other than that, yo, again, thank you guys for having me on. And um, maybe down the road we could do this again sometime, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think the chat would agree with that for sure. Uh, yeah, it's been great having you on Xbox. Uh, we'll do this again sometime. Now, moving on to the TXR regulars, Tim Dog, my friend. Really good uh, stuff tonight, Mister Xbox Lizard. Where can everybody follow you? At? <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter, XCloud, Tim Dog. Uh, yeah, our friend Xbox Lizard, we remember you, we love you. <laughs> um, uh, but no, great show, Xbox. Great to have you on. You brought a lot of energy, a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, good stuff there. Uh, always a pleasure. And uh, I'm going to be signing off. I am tired, but uh, thanks for everyone who showed up. Great show, and I'll see you next Sunday. All right, you heard it from the master there, the master Xbox guy. Uh, moving on down the list, Shockley, buddy, some uh, really nice remarks and exchanges tonight. Where can everybody uh, follow you and your escapades at? Yeah, as always, you can find me at, at ShockNero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, it's a good show tonight. Uh, thanks for Xbox for stopping by. Uh, but yeah, I think we had some good dialogue, but Thanks for stopping by tonight. Thanks. Yeah, Shockley. This is I, I think this is our, our first interaction together if I'm Yeah, maybe on Twitter. Twitter. Like I've I've like been or maybe seen your threads before. So I but yeah, uh, you know, speaking <laughs> uh live, yeah. Yeah, uh, dude, I'm 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 like this all the time, by the way. <laughs> Xbox keeps the passion and uh oh yeah. Oh, Shockley has some great commentary. Uh, I definitely recommend him for uh, any of your shows, buddy. He, uh, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> I, hey, Shockley, I, we better be following each other on Twitter. As soon as I hear that, like I'm like, all right, special guest down the road, definitely, it's coming. Oh, well, I recommend he, he. He's my brother. I got to stick up for him. All right, <laughs> Centurion, buddy. Of course, I do not want to forget you. Uh, Mr. Gentleman, Centurion, where can you be followed at? <laughs> Gentle, wow, we're using harsh language now. Okay. Um, so, um, for starters, uh, great show tonight. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And also, uh, Xbot, not to sound cheesy, but um, every time I get to do a show with you, I feel like it's a blessing. Uh, you are definitely uh, somebody that I just love the energy you put off, the attitude that you have, and just the, you know, the outlooks that you put off. And every time I uh, definitely get to do a show with you, it kind of it. I'm I, let's just say I look forward to it. So, um, for those interested though and in wanting to uh, see me and my content, you can check me and my channel out on YouTube, Twitter, and Xbox Live at Centurion One Three O Seven. I also do the Shop Podcast every Saturday night, and I do the TXR Podcast right here on every Sunday night. 
good shit since you're in. Yo, brother, thank you so much, man. I gotta say, I, I really do appreciate that. And and the feeling is mutual, man. Uh, dude, I, ever since we met each other, like, going back and forth, talking gaming news, topics, entertainment, just games in general, it is always a blast to hang out with you, bro. Oh, dude, I just, I, I, re, I love it, man. I definitely say, uh, I would say, like, also, because I've been listening to him forever, um, and I mean... Just to have your attitude in life, man. That that's something right there that everybody uh, could use a little dose of and actually uh, kind of take a lesson from. Damn, I got chills, bro. I got chills. You stop that. You stop that right now. Them feels. Yeah. Them feels hit hard. <laughs> All right, guys. And to round things out, this is Invader, and you can find my content over at YouTube on Invader Gaming as well. I'm on other video sharing sites such as Odyssey. Have a great night, everyone. We're already looking forward to next weekend. Take it easy, folks. Have a good one. Peace.